Hello and welcome to The Thread, a nonprofit ministry, television show, and now podcast that shines a light on community and those that thread us all together. Each episode, you'll hear from co-hosts Rick Hensel of Spot Content Studio and The Thread's very own Timmy Zell. Here they are. You good, Tim? I'm good. All right. How about them tigers? How about them tigers? Hot boudin, cold coos coos. Come on, tigers. Poosh, poosh, poosh. poosh, poosh. poosh. <laughs> <laughs> I still remember that. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, what do you think? Man, LSU Tigers, national champs for the fourth time. Uh, feels good. Fourth and, time. And the perfect season. 1958, 2003, 2007, 2019. Yep. Hard to believe. And uh, were you telling me something about you had family and... Almost all those. Yeah, so my my father was a was a trainer for the national championship team in '58, so he's been around to see every single one of these championships. He was, was he football and basketball? Or just football? he was all sports. He was a trainer for every sport back in, that, in those days. That's so, how he did it back then. Yeah, you did it all. <laughs> if you did one, you did it all. So uh, yeah, he was there for that. He was there for Billy Cannon's historic career, and wow. uh, then yeah, now he's. Getting to see them do it for the fourth time with Joe Burrow, which another high, the second Heisman Trophy winner ever at LSU after Billy Cannon. Uh, 2003 was, uh, who, who, do you even remember the coach's name in 1958? <laughs> uh, Dietzel, Paul Dietzel. There you go. True fan. 2003 was? Nick Saban. There you go. I remember you came to my house for Thanksgiving and you're talking to my dad. You're like, ah. Yeah, who I is did. this Nick Saban Who's guy? Who's this guy from Michigan State? Defensive quarterback. I was like, I think he's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dad, defense wins championships. Yeah, your dad was like, yeah, yeah. shut up. He's a good one. And yeah. he, was, he was right. Wow. Yeah. Now that you look back on it. 2007? Les Miles. Yep. <laughs> Not a fan. I, you know, I just... Uh, Les Miles had a lot of good fortune in his in his career at LSU. I'll give him, and he is passionate for the school. I'll give him that. And then 2019. Ed Orgeron, go Tigers. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> go easy on that cigar. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what What? What? do you think is, why, why was he so good? I mean, what, what did he do this year that made such, like we talked about before, it's such a story for the year? I, you know, and, and maybe a lot of people say this about their school, but I think the culture at LSU is so different. You know, yeah. and I think it, him being a, a home state guy, somebody who grew up wanting to be the head coach at LSU. Yeah. I mean, he's from La Rose, Louisiana, South Lafourche area, you know, uh, grew up in it, uh, went to school there for a while before he got homesick and went, went back home. And Now, where, where, where is he from? La Rose. Where is that? That's South Louisiana. That's in the South Lafourche area. And he is... Uh, yeah, I mean, he's born and bred for it. And I think... Is I that think Cajun it, country? Or is that oh, just yeah, that's Cajun it? country. Okay. Absolutely. And for him to be able to be, you know, let's, let's be honest, the top position at LSU is head football coach. You know, that's the prime spot. And to be able to have that and have it be one of their own and uh, somebody who's dreamed of that job for so long. And here's the other thing I love about Ed Orgeron. Now, several things. First... You know, he got a chance to be the interim coach at Ole Miss for a while, didn't get the head coaching job. Same thing at USC, had a lot of success. And after he didn't get the USC job, he said, if I ever get a chance to coach again, I'm going to treat every one of my players like they're my own son. Wow. And he's really done that. And he really does. He, he loves his guys. He, he, he treats them like family. And, you know, I, I think it's just the, the, the other impressive thing about Coach 
Coach Orgeron as a coach is he staffs his weaknesses. Right. You know, I mean, he doesn't claim to know it all, but I'm going to get people who do. He knew he needed somebody. His strengths are recruiting and motivation. And, and he right, does it. Right. Other than the X's and O's, leave it to the other people. Well, but he's, he, you know, the, he can get you some great talent, and, and his guys want to run through the wall for him. They yep. want to play for him. But he got a top offensive guy in, in Joe Brady this year. Yep. He went and got Dave Aranda before to make sure the defense was solid, and he got people in place to make sure they could do what he needed him to do. Well, that kind of brings me to the whole reason why we're talking LSU other than they became national champs. But well, I was trying to think of what we could talk about for the second episode. Um, Sports, like, why do you think sports is so important in life? I mean, it's oh, important to you. It's important to your wife, Kim. Your kids are knee-deep in sports. Um, we talk sports a lot. But it seems like when we talk about sports, we talk about more than just the score. It's yeah. the things that surround it. Or, Absolutely. Because you know. that's the important things, you know. Um, I've talked about how important the LSU tie with athletics is in my family. Um, my father... It was through athletics. My dad was a trainer in high school, and uh, his football coach in high school uh, got a got a coaching position or got a position at LSU, and he recommended my father to Dr. Marty Broussard, the head trainer at LSU, as a, to come on as a scholarship student trainer. He did that. My dad got that opportunity, and because of that opportunity, my dad was the first person in his family to go to college because he had that opportunity at LSU. He'd grown up in Greenville, Mississippi. Right. Went to Greenville High. Got the, <laughs> But that opportunity opened the door for him. And then his brother, uh, his brother Billy, played quarterback and was recruited and played ball for LSU. So here's another one that was on athletic scholarship at LSU. And then my Uncle Andy uh, also was a trainer for Dr. Broussard at LSU. So there was another one. Was he just basketball like you, or was he both? He did all sports, all too. sports too. And so... I mean, you, you you talk about a legacy of my family with, with not only LSU, but Dr. Broussard, and then for me to be able to work for Dr. Broussard when I got to school there. Sure. Um, so athletics provided an, a, an avenue for our family. It changed the course of our family history. Sure. I mean, it also, with I mean, look at the education. That's what I mean, the yeah. education. Po- I mean, my dad, uh, he went on to be a pastor. My Uncle Billy is a judge uh, in Lake Charles. My Uncle Andy is an attorney. Um, all of those fortunes were through athletics, gave them the opportunity to do that. And it changed family history. What else do you think is important about it? Uh, so beyond that, I mean, some of the greatest things didn't happen on the field, but just being with the guys, being learning team, what it means to be a part of a team, mm-hmm. what it means to be a part of uh, a common goal that a, a whole group is striving for and sacrificing for one another to get there. Right. Um, the life lessons in that, learning how to lose. Let's forget winning. Right. Learn how to lose because you're gonna you're gonna lose in life. Yep. There's gonna be t- you're not gonna be on top of the mountain all the time. Right. LSU just had a what we're calling a perfect season. You know, fifteen and zero, but but they're not gonna be the champs forever. Clemson was it for quite a while. They won twenty nine straight games, and you know that quarterback hadn't lost until this last game. But you're gonna have to how do you how do you deal with defeat? Do you do you let it break you or do you let it mold you? Right. Um, and I think life lessons that you learn in sports uh, are life lessons that are lessons that you carry on in life. Oh, I I truly believe that. I just I just know how important it is to you and to to root for a team to 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 celebrate the highs and, and, and deal with the lows. And you know, I, so being a part of a team, learning how to lose, uh, and and 
again, the rich history of uh, uh, of sports in our family is huge. I mean, mm-hmm. th- during that game, I was getting calls from people, friends from high school, friends from uh, that I've worked with around the country yeah. in different places, uh, family members. I didn't want to text you because I thought it might bring bad luck. No, man, it's all good. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I love that. And I, I love that LSU gets in a place like that and friends and family know friends that I may even may be brief acquaintances with know how important that is to our family. And they call, I know I'm thinking of you during this game. Right. I know you're, I know your family's all around it. Is that kind of come back to that thread? Absolutely. It's a community. You know, there's a community tie there. Um, you can relate with each other. You have a, a common ground to, to talk about. I always say like, if I see somebody wearing LSU clothes and I say go Tigers and they don't say it back, I'm like, they don't really know what's going on. <laughs> if you're They're really just wearing it because they look, if think you it looks say cool. go Tigers, you're supposed to, it's like Alabama. If you say roll Tide, you're supposed to say roll Tide. You know, you roll right. Tide. But at, at LSU, man, it's go Tigers. What do you, why do you think um, religion and sports have a common... Well, I mean, I think... It's hard to say religion because that, that, I think that sometimes religion just means step by step, do this, do that. You but you know? hear a lot of people like, oh, Alabama football, it's a religion down there. Well, and it can be. And, and, and here's the deal. Is it, is it a, for me personally, like I'm, a, I'm as big an LSU fan as there is, um, but it's, it's not above my relationship with God, right? It's, part, it, it's something that's a part of it. Um, it's something that we are able to rally around and ha- have fun with. And uh, my dad and I are on the phone about it all the time, and we have that connection. Um, but it's but it's in perspective, right? Like there's life things going on. Like uh, when I heard about right before the uh, Oklahoma game in the center f- semifinals and Coach Insminger's daughter-in-law dying in that plane Blink crash. Um, and that's when you, it's bigger than the sport. And, and and people are like, how could he coach that game? And he knew that that's what his daughter-in-law would want. Right. She wanted him, and, and that's what her mom told him. She wants you to coach that game. Wow. And his son, you know, he's he called his son. He said, I'm going to be there for you. I'm your father. You're my son, and I love you, and we're going to get through this. And I got a game to coach. And his and his son knew that's exactly what his wife would want him to do. But so, I mean, it puts it in perspective. It, you know, that, that kind of... That didn't make the game more important right. by any means because it wasn't. The game was not more important than what had just happened. He was doing that coaching with a heavy heart. Right. But he also wanted to honor her as well. How do you think that then brings to like, there's a certain LSU Tiger fan. There's a certain Alabama fan. I mean, are they committed to their teams? You oh, always yeah. tell me you've never seen anything unless you go to an LSU home football game. It's a different experience on Saturday night in Tiger Stadium for sure. Um, and... You know, Death Valley. You know, but nobody could ever accuse me of being a fair weather fan because <laughs> I've been <laughs> through the lean times. I mean, that's the deal. It's not. It's not that you just jump on board when things get good. You hang on even when things are bad. Right. You know, and you, you're you're with those guys. I mean, we're talking about you know eighteen, nineteen, twenty year old young men that are out there. You know doing this and and what are they learning through it and that's what you hope uh the friendships i made i was a, when i was a trainer there i was simply with the basketball team and then and the friendships that i made there and through that and um you know i just was on the phone before the game talking to a friend of mine greg who was a manager on the team while i was a trainer and we're talking about the game, lsu game as if you know we we never left school together you know it's like um there is a common bond there. There's it's a it's a coming together of people and and I think that's why college sports 
in, over pro sports is such a such a draw. That's why the stadiums are bigger in college sports than they are in pro sports because it's not just the current. It's 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 the students that were there when my dad was there that are still supporting the team. I mean, there's a legacy right. going on and it meant something for those guys to go play for LSU in, in, in a lot of sense. I want, they want, you hear coach O say it all the time, I'm doing it for the home state of Louisiana. I'm doing it for the, it's more than just for this, for the guys that are on that team. You're representing all these people in, you know, in a lot of States, it's hard to understand, but in Louisiana, LSU is the university of the state, right? Not just, not just Baton Rouge. Yes, there are other schools there, but the pinnacle and the, the you know the mainstay is LSU. Even those students that go to other schools, right. many of them are LSU fans. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're fans of their right. school too, but they're also LSU fans. I was going to say they're kind of like the pro sport for Louisiana, but they have the Saints. Yeah, they have what the Pelicans. They have the Pelicans. Pelicans. Yeah, you know what I mean. But there's something about LSU being, I don't know. Um, it's the mainstay. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's in the state capital. It's the, it's the capital of sports in the state. I think it said something like the first football game was like 1847, something like so, that. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it's been around a long time. I guess they played against Tulane. <laughs> and Tulane won. <laughs> no, well, there you go. It hadn't happened since. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, I just had written down that. I mean, it's tradition, it is. commitment, and there's a following. A lot like religion i mean that's why I, oh yeah there's I, definitely know. there's definitely a similarity and look we can make gods out of anything sure you know in this in our culture we can make a god out of a lot of things and a lot of people um but yeah there is a there's a commitment there there's a following um and there's a there's a steadfastness there's people aren't just jumping off the boat you know right. and and if you're in the uniform they love you you know <laughs> <laughs> if you're wearing the colors, you know, if you miss or you spell your name last name differently, <laughs> that's right. And 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 you mentioned Joe Burrow being from Ohio, the quarterback that did it all this year for LSU, but uh, they treated him like one of their own in Louisiana because he was. You know, as soon as he became an LSU Tiger, you're one of us. I can't get enough of that story. And I was talking to somebody here at the office and. I can't understand it was he, you and I were talking earlier too, was he second string, third string, he may not have even seen the field, and LSU took a chance on yeah. a no-name f- from Ohio. Nobody else was giving him a shot, and LSU did. And he's got a special relationship with Coach O in that respect. But it's not like it was a special relationship for 15 years. It no. just started this probably about this time last year when he... But he gave him the keys to the, to the ship. Wow. I mean, you know, in the steering wheel and said, you're going to be my guy to do this. Crazy. And he, he'd always wanted that opportunity. And you're always about a story. I mean, what do you think about this whole, this story about the LSU Tigers being national champs in 2019-20 um, with their coach, with their quarterback, with their team, with the state of Louisiana, the whole thing? It's, I mean, it's special. I mean, it's, it's one of those seasons that it's a rare coming together of all these things. I mean, the, the story of it is... It's very similar to like the blues. I mean, it's, 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 it's a season where everything just kind of came together and everything just kind of came together. And it took a guy from Ohio who wasn't given an opportunity. It took a coach who'd been shunned by other, uh, other coaching opportunities, but was given a chance in his home state. Um, you know, my dad was relaying to me the story of how coach, Oh, when he didn't get the, uh, USC job he was he was he was disappointed and he wanted a job and he really wanted the LSU job and when he started he got the interim job but then he heard they were talking to Tom Herman in, in Texas and they're like oh you know from Houston he's going to be the next coach and he's like 
I'm not going to get this job now. I'm not going to have a chance. And his wife's like, no, you stay positive. You're going to get this. You're right where you need to be. And he's like, are you listening to the same report I'm listening to? <laughs> They're talking to Tom Herman. I don't have a shot. And he and she's like, you just need to believe you're going to be the next coach of Louisiana State University. And that was what, three years ago? That was, the, yeah. And and lo and behold, here he is. And she said, she said God's got better plans for you. You, you just got to stay the course. And look what's happened. I mean... And and he made the big hire that was going to fix the offense with Matt Canada. That was going to be the get, and that just failed miserably, and he had to just move on from that, and he did. After one year, he didn't just stick with it, saying, I got to stick with my decision because it's my, my decision. decision right? right. He said, I got to change what when it's changing. He ends up getting Joe Brady from the Saints, who brings in and makes this explosive offense, changes LSU from an archaic offense yeah. to one that's unstoppable, and they break every record in the book. There's a story you were telling me about um, with the LSU colors. Oh, yeah. Well, so early on, uh, the, the football, the story, there's several different stories. <laughs> it depends on who you ask. The one I've heard is that they they were looking to make some ribbons to add. They had gray uniforms, and they were looking to add some color to them. And they were stocking colors from Mardi Gras, which is purple, gold, and green at the time. But there was no green in the house. It hadn't come in yet. It hadn't arrived. So they just went with purple and gold on the ribbons. And that led to them becoming the, the mainstay colors for LSU. But the thought was really going to be Mardi Gras colors, purple, green, and gold. <laughs> and it just went purple and gold because it wasn't Ran out green. of the green? Yeah. So wow. if they'd run out of gold, I guess it would have been purple and green, you know. What do you think, what do you think happens from here? With LSU? Yeah. You know, they've lost Joe Brady. You know, the day after they win the championship, Joe Brady gets a uh, coaching job in the in the NFL with the Carolina Panthers as their offensive coordinator. Joe Burrow's going on to the pros. Yep. It's unknown. Right. I mean, you know, and that's the that's the thing about about college sports is it's such a rotating no one's there more than four years and some only three. Right. And it's a new crop each year and and, and it's that opportunity to see who's gonna be the next Joe Burrow, who's gonna be the next uh, Billy Cannon, who's going to be the next Pete Maravich, you know, in college, you know, at LSU, who's going to be the next one to make a name? And you never know who it's going to be. Nobody knew it was going to be Joe Burrow. Let's be honest. Right. At the beginning of this year, I, I knew he was good last year, saw him play. And I said, he, he was at accuracy. He was off the charts, but nobody saw this coming. You know, nobody predicted him. He, he was like 200 to one to win the Heisman <laughs> at the beginning of the season. But I mean, when Alabama wins, you're like, oh, well, we'll just probably see them again next year. I mean, well, do you think this is, I mean, is LSU just one of those, it's a story because they, everything fell in place and then it'll. You have to be determined. Themselves. You know, I mean, uh, you look at a program like Clemson, they yep. don't lose coordinators. They don't lose coaches. Yeah. They've had consistency there. Can LSU build a program like that where there's consistency in the program? You know, they, they've lost Joe Brady. What, what kind of, what does that mean? Yeah. What's that going to look like next year? But I mean, they're all opportunities to, for growth. It's all, it's an ongoing story. And the hard times only make the, look at this, here's the deal. The hard times only make the, the good times that much sweeter. Right. You know, if, you, if we never suffered, we'd never know what, what success felt like. You know, we'd, we'd, we'd never know this, the sweetness of it, the value of it. Such as life. I mean, you taught me that it's a, kind of a roller coaster. You're yeah. going to have your downs, you're going to have your ups, but. And that's, not... you know, and that's, that's like sticking with, sticking with God, knowing that he's got you even in the hard times. I mean, you know, think about a farmer. A farmer plows the field. He's got to tear up that earth. But then what does he do? Plant seeds in it. Right. And that's what bears the fruit. That's what grows the crops. And so we got to have those hard times. Now. We got to be plowed up. We got to be stirred up. 
so that he can plant the seeds in us that's gonna that we're gonna grow from. I think uh, I remember back to one of the times Alabama won, and they're like, oh, Coach Saban, what are you going to do tomorrow? And he's like, I'll get back at the recruiting trail. And you were telling me a story where they asked Coach Ed, what are you doing tonight? Go yeah. get a ham sandwich. He's like, I'm going to give me a ham sandwich. <laughs> he's like, we're simple people. We represent the state of Louisiana. But then he's also like, I'm going to get right back on the recruiting trail. Yeah. And I'm going to bring in the next guy that wants to be a part of this. And you were telling me, too, you think you could go out and run for governor right now? Oh, I think Coach O could run for governor and win it in a heartbeat. Joe Burrow, too. <laughs> well, you could probably run for president. Yeah, he probably, he probably could. Mike the Tiger. Um, Mike the Tiger's not a head you put, uh, like a, a mask you put on, is it? Which I thought it was. Well, they have that, but we're the, we're the only school with a live tiger mascot <laughs> and have for years. And, but, and prior to this year, or a couple years now, they haven't done it, but they used to. When I was in school, they'd put him in a cage and park him by the visitor's locker room when they came running out on the field. So the last thing they saw was this tiger roaring at him. Wow. But they, they don't do that now because they say, Mike, it's not right to put Mike in a cage so was it LSU or correct me if I'm wrong was it Mike the Tiger that went after Georgia's Bulldog no no no, uh, no that, was, was that? that was that uh, was the uh, Bevo the Longhorn oh, from long Texas long <laughs> <All right. laughs> that's right yeah they don't like Mike get that close to anything All right. yeah All right. but but Mike, Mike was also one of my first memories of LSU and my strongest connections because I lived in the age of stories still. I heard my dad's stories of LSU. We grew up in Fort Worth, Texas. Right. We didn't have the means to travel to Baton Rouge to go to a game quite often. So uh, I heard stories of LSU. I watched them on TV. I heard all my dad's stories of working for Dr. Broussard and Mike the Tiger. And when I got old enough, when I was in middle school, I would fly on spring break. My, where did I want to go on spring break? To, to the beach, to the mountains. And I wanted to go to LSU. <laughs> and I'd go stay with my uncle who lived in Baton Rouge. And he'd take me on campus. And I'd go to the campus store, get my new sweatsuit for the year, and go see Mike the Tiger. Wow. You know, that was part of it. And so I grew up in that. And I, that's where your dad was a trainer. That's in the stadium where your dad lived. That's, you know, that's Bruce Art Hall. That's the training room. Uh, and I grew up on that. And then I ended Is up Is that your first memory? It. I mean, that's your memories? Or do you have a first memory of LSU? The, the, or sports in general? Sports in general, wow. I mean, I know you're a Cowboy fan, which we don't really talk about. Come on now. I grew up in Fort Worth. And go Cowboys. <laughs> it's been a rough road on that one. Yep. Um, but, I, gosh, I, it's hard to say what my first memory was in sports because I feel like it's always been there. It's always been a part of it in some way, shape, or form. But I would say it was a verbal history. It was hearing stories. The first memories I had were the verbal stories of... Uh, from my dad and my mom and her and my mom grew up in Baton Rouge so she's tried and true LSU and it always wanted to go there and do you uh, have a story about that didn't you just take your mom back man you talk about a rich experience so I yeah I my mom lives in Fort Worth and she has no family left in Baton Rouge her parents have passed away her uncle and Anna passed away she was an only child and um, on her bucket list was to go back to an LSU game so last year I flew to Texas, rented, we got in her car and we drove to Baton Rouge and we went, we didn't, we took the long way there, yep. going back the way she used to go there with, with stories along the way. Not on the super highway? No, exactly. And we went, uh, we went around, we visited her folks grave and her school that she went to and all her old haunts and we just had a blast. And uh, to be able to do that with her was really special. Wow. Uh, and that meant everything to her because that's that's who she is. I mean, she's tried and true, and she takes pride in being not only an LSU graduate, but she's born and raised Baton Rouge. Baton Rouge. Wow. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, that connection has always been there in our family. So it's it's a it's a rich history on both sides, not just my dad's side, but my mom's side too. 
is there anything else you think that kind of your listeners can kind of take from uh, sports slash the LSU national championship that can thread into, you know, I mean, your I mean, message? I think, I think there's so many things, but I mean, I think the consistency of our faith is so important and the the growth opportunities that we have through downtimes in our life. Uh, they, they, they're there for a reason. Uh, God's not uh, a, a tyrant looking to hit us with lightning bolts, waiting for us to step out of line. Right. If that was the case, he wouldn't have sent his only son to die for us so that we could have everlasting life and live with him forever. Uh, he, he came that we may have life and have life abundantly. But to do that, there's got to be some plowing sometimes. There's yep. going to be some. And I look back at the times in my life that I just was like, oh, I can't believe that that was going on. But now I can see how God used it. Like I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for these certain things. The thread wouldn't have been here if we hadn't gone through some serious yeah. suffering and some pruning. You know, when you prune a, prune a tree, you got to prune it back so it'll bear better yeah, fruit. We were cutting a lot of limbs off. <laughs> yeah, we were bare, We were down to a stick yep. at some point. But yep. but that's but that's how God works, and uh, He's got to break us down to build us back up. You know, it's uh, I was talking uh, last week about um, about Paul and Paul. You talk about religion. When it came to religion, he had it, man. He was he was the most he was the valedictorian of the law. He knew it backwards and forwards. He knew a ticky tacky toe all in a row. This is what I'm supposed to do. I do this, this, and this. And where did he get him? I mean, he was uh, out there attacking Christians, looking to to persecute them. But then it wasn't a religion that that got him. It was a relationship with Jesus Christ. And then in his second, first letter to the Corinthians, he says in chapter two, verse two, he says, I determined to know nothing while I was with you, but Jesus Christ and him crucified. In other words, all that knowledge that I had and everything that I thought I had it in me to do. Nothing. Nothing. I, I consider it nothing. All I, all I know is Jesus Christ and him crucified. And when we can lay it on, uh, trust in him and not in our own strength and realize that all, all of our efforts are futile if we don't just do it out of his strength instead of our own, mm-hmm. then we're, we're in for a long haul. But, but Some losing can, seasons. Some losing seasons. And, you know, I, I love to tell the story of, of, of Shia LaBeouf, the actor. Uh, he was just in uh, Peanut Butter Falcon. He was in all the... Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Transformer movies, yeah. and he had some bad run-ins with the law and some failings in this. And he says, "Man, I, I just feel like I've got this god-sized hole inside of me, and I don't know how to fill it." And the thing is, we often try to fill that hole with all these worldly things, but if it's a god-sized hole, there's only one thing that's going to fill it, and that's God. Right. And when we let Him fill those holes in and fill in the gaps, then we become complete and whole. And our whole goal is to not only receive that, but go tell others what we've received in Christ. Plant your seeds. Yep, and let them have that same peace and comfort and joy that we receive. All right, let's wrap this up. Um, how did you celebrate your national championship? So is our whole family. So me and the kids and yeah. Kim on the sofa, uh, I celebrated by <laughs> going to bed. You get up the next <laughs> exactly. day. Go to work. <laughs> I had to get up at 3 a.m. But, uh, man, we just, we shouted, screamed, hollered. Thank you. Uh, I had my LSU eye, the tiger light going on the mantle. Uh, <laughs> we, we were all in it. And, uh, you know, and I tell people all the time, um, we go to, you mentioned sports uh, and what it means to our family. And I love to go watch my kids play sports. Uh, I love to see them do their thing. Um, but that's not what I'm going to miss most when they move out with Hallie leaving soon. Yeah. What I'm going to miss most is the moments like the other night, us on the sofa together, uh, us sitting on the bed just talking, those times together, 
those are the things that mean the most. And, and when I look back at my time at LSU in the athletic department, it's not even the games that I remember most, man. I remember it's those, the games, yeah. Yeah, it's the times in the locker room. It's the treatment times with those guys. It's, yeah. it's going to shoot with, with uh, the guys in the middle of the night because I had meals. keys. The meals, yeah. the travel, the, the times on the plane. The it's, tape. it's the relationship. Yeah. You know, the, sports is the vehicle for the relationship. And when we lose relationship, that's when we lose the gift of it. And that's the same thing with our faith. When we lose the relationship, if we're just going, religion's going through it, it means just going through the motions. But when we have a relationship and we have a relationship with other people, that's the gift. One of the greatest gifts God has given us is one another. And sports is a great opportunity for us to bring people together, bring people together and enjoy that relational fellowship, which is so rich. I remember you told me one time about prayer. uh, You looked at your on, where were you? You're on the plane, getting ready to fly back to Baton Rouge, and you and you were with Shaq or whatever. And you look out the window and they're duct taping the plane together. Oh, no, we had a guy. That's a crazy story. So we had a guy. So I was the trainer on the team. So I was a, the student with the medical kit, <laughs> and we had a bus driver that drove us out on the runway to get on the plane. We, we flew a charter plane, and he pulled up under the wing, and so when all the players got off, the weight lessened and the bus rose up and hit the plane so then we had to get everybody back on it to get it lowered again so he could back, back it up. Out. but now we've had an accident the wing's been hit so the maintenance people have to come out so the guy comes out he's looking at it and the player's like i can't believe we're still getting on this plane <laughs> he gets out there looks at it grabs some duct tape tapes it we're good to go oh. and the players are like you gotta be kidding <laughs> they duct tape i gave out more dramamine on that flight than i did on any other flight. Oh, i'm glad you made it yeah, we glad made, you made it. it it was a good time but yeah well congratulations on the lsu national championship and yes indeed go tigers really cool to hear um your thoughts on being a national champion and all the way down to you know getting through the the low month the low years to something like this and what sports and religion have Amen. Amen. All right. All right, brother. Thread up, y'all. We'll see you soon. Thanks for joining us here on the Thread Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. For more exclusive content, be sure to follow us on social media at the Thread STL.